0: A to Z Sports, Prime Time on a Wednesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host Buck Rising. I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Brymac Mechanical. B R Y M A K. Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered commercially or residentially. On your HVAC, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical. Of course, you know the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans is the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. There will be a Gary Ashton tailgate tomorrow. If you don't have anywhere to tailgate before the Titans and the 49ers game, you can come to right in front of the south end zone. As soon as you cross the pedestrian bridge coming from downtown and lower Broadway, the Ashton tailgate is right there. I'll be there, so come hang out with the Ashton Group at GaryAshton.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action in your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, lots of great offers, and one in particular this Christmas week that I'll tell you about later. And of course, Two Rivers Ford, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com, the best car dealership in the state of Tennessee. And I'll tell you more why later. TwoRiversFord.com. So there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on for this game tonight. We'll get to the Pro Bowl stuff later on. Of course, that came out as well. But tonight, we're going to talk about the game. Who's in and who's out. So, we'll start with the bad news. And the bad news, if you're a Titans fan, is that uh, (laughs) Derrick Henry, is that Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold, they have been officially ruled out. David Long and Laurel Murchison have also been ruled out for tomorrow night's game. Taylor Lewan dealing with a back issue, not going to be able to go on a short week. And Roger Saffold uh, was listed as an illness and then later placed on the COVID-19 list. But A.J. Brown, we haven't had anything official yet for the team, but it seems like A.J. Brown is going to play. Julio Jones, no designation, no injury designation. Next to his name, and he was listed as a full participant today. So Julio Jones is going to play. I don't know if it's going to be for a full game, but at this point, it seems like AJ and Julio are going to be able to go in a game where maybe you don't have your offensive linemen, but your skill positions are going to look as good as they have in months at this point. So we'll talk about it right now. And I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take in the comment section if we can. Scale of one to 10. How optimistic are you that the Titans can beat the 49ers? Give me your answer, your number, if you would, on a scale of 1 to 10. How optimistic are you that Tennessee can beat San Francisco tomorrow night at Nissan Stadium? I think that, you know, the LaJuan and Saffold news is huge. I think that the Julio Jones and A.J. Brown news may be bigger, but maybe you're somebody who's thinking, well, if he can't have anybody to keep him upright, how's he going to give the ball to the receivers? Two Rivers Ford take, scale of 1 to 10, how optimistic are you that the Titans can beat the 49ers? Give me your response. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that Two Rivers Ford, who presents the Two Rivers Ford take each and every night, is the best car dealership in the state of Tennessee, not only. Is the Ford product unmatched, quality, American-made? But Two Rivers Ford makes that even better when you choose to consider them to do your business as far as your next car is concerned, or if you are getting ready to make a purchase and you've worked with their non-commissioned sales staff, you already know this. No pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience, and satisfaction is at the forefront. They want to make sure that you as the customer are taken care of with whatever the vehicle is that fits your family's budget and your needs. Two Rivers Ford has done this since 1983, nearly 40 years in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, we know that Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold are out. We know that Julio Jones is in. We're not certain about A.J. Brown, but everything basically At this point is trending in the direction that AJ Brown is going to play since yesterday when he took the field for the first time in months at this point. He's been on injured reserve, looked good at practice. I was out there yesterday. And then today, this morning, before practice began, Ian Rappaport got on national television and said, yeah, he's probably going to play on uh, on Thursday. Well, let's start with A.J. Brown. It does seem like he's getting closer to being on the football field. He has been back at practice this week for the Tennessee Titans, officially designated to return, so his practice window is open after a couple weeks on injured reserve with a chest injury. From what I understand, he's looking pretty good. And if all checks out well in practice, if it continues to head in this direction... You probably are going to see A.J. Brown on the field this Thursday for the Titans, which is massive, but you may not see Julio Jones, who re injured his hamstring injury again. So that was from Rap Sheet this morning talking about A.J. and Julio. And since then, the news has only become more positive as far as those, those two are concerned. A to Z Sports Primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, if you're just now joining us. We're talking about A.J. Brown and Julio Jones in, in all likelihood, Roger Saffold and Taylor Lewan out among the many players. So, this is massive news. They haven't been on the field together. I think they haven't been on the field together uh, since at least, I want to say, October? They did not play a game together, I want to say, since November. I'll double-check that information for you, and maybe Producer Reed can throw us an assist and see when the last time Julio Jones and A.J. Brown played in the same game together. I'm pretty sure it's been since October, but we'll make sure that we have the numbers right on that for you. This is a massive deal. This, for a team that has zero passing game right now or zero life and explosiveness in the passing game right now, to get these two guys back, yeah, your protection's probably not going to be great, but at least you have guys you can get the ball in their hands and they can make plays yards after contact, yards after the catch, big explosive plays that you have lacked basically since week 7. Um I mean AJ had a bunch of uh, a bunch of big plays against the Colts, so let me not speak from ignorance, but at this point, uh I think they both played versus the Rams or the Saints says David Allen. I don't think they played did they both play in the Rams game? I don't think, I want to say that Julio did not play. Maybe he didn't finish the Rams game. That that sounds right. Either way, that's been since what? That's been since week nine. So it's been almost as long since Derrick Henry has been in the lineup. Thank you guys for uh, following up with that information. I appreciate that. Adrian Peterson's debut, according to Jordan Jones. Okay, good, good, uh, good fact check on that. Thank you, guys for pointing that out. So they were both in the Rams game, but even then that's been since the first, that's been since the first week of November, right? Because Halloween was the Derrick Henry game. That was week eight at Indianapolis. So been since the first week of November, been over a month since they've been in the lineup together. And now they have the opportunity to do so in a primetime game. Oiler Titan says AJ dropped multiple third down passes in the Rams game. Well, you know, I do, he did have, he did have, two drops, if I recall correctly. Jalen Ramsey played a good game on him, Oiler Titan. I'm not saying that it's an excuse. I'm just saying that the defense also made plays. Like, I don't think it was all A.J. drops. But as you'll recall, and I've given you this number before, he has the most drops of any receiver for the Titans this year with on-target passes. So he has seven passes that Ryan Tannehill has thrown him that are on target that he's just flat-out dropped. Now the next closest is Julio, Ferkser, and Dontrell Hilliard, all tied for second, but they only have three each. Julio, Ferkser, and Dontrell all have three on-target passes dropped each, and then A.J. Brown, in fewer games, has seven total. So there's uh, there's problems there, right? Uh, we, we saw the interactions between... Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Brown, it didn't seem like it went well. That's really the only only the second time that Ramsey has played A.J. because he was traded out of the division. And the last time we saw him when Jalen Ramsey with, was with the Jags and A.J. Brown played him, it was in that week three game in 2019, which was terrible. Just a terrible, terrible game. And Jalen Ramsey played him very well in that game as well. So all that to say um that. He had, he had an okay game, but it's not nearly as good as it could have been. And he's, uh, and he's dropped a handful of passes throughout the course of this season. So he's got, a, I mean, he's got something to prove, frankly. He's got something to prove to you. He's got something to prove to his teammates. He's got something to prove to everybody who hasn't seen him play in a while. And he's going to get the opportunity to do it, it sounds like, in a nationally televised game. So scale of 1 to 10, how optimistic are you? How confident are you? that the Titans can beat the 49ers uh, at this point with all of the things that they have with for them and working against them. Also, San Francisco in and of itself, really, really good team. Breezy Caleb says seven. Um, MB says it means Julio is dressing, but doesn't mean that he's playing. It's, it's – you can – Here's what I'll say, all right? I can't guarantee anything because there's going to be lineup changes as close to, as, uh, as close to the game as 3 p.m. tomorrow. But I will give you a, almost, a, let's say, a 95% certainty that uh, Julio is going to be out there on the field. He will be active for the game. How much he plays, I can't tell you exactly, but they're going to have him available as an option. So, you know, you take that for what it's worth. Uh so for Breezy Caleb, seven is the confidence level the on the scale of one to ten. Ahmad says a negative three. He doesn't think the Titans are gonna be able to handle the 49ers at all. Nick LeClaire is fence sitting, coward. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 5.5 is the answer. Uh, but you know, I mean have take a position one time, Nick. Seven for Ruben. Omar says seven. Titans Kyle says Simmons Snub is ridiculous. We'll talk about Pro Bowl later. Um, ten for Joseph Mitchell. He thinks the Titans are gonna win. Regardless, and Benji Reed says a 12. Uh, I'll give you my number on a scale of one to 10. How confident are you that the Titans can beat the 49ers in just a second, right after I remind you about our great friends at DraftKings Sportsbook? Promo code A2Z Sports this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. They've got a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just five bucks on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code A to Z sports bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code A to Z Sports this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Redline, 1 800 889 9789. So, oh, I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. I've got NFL.com open and they're playing pop ups. Um, because we're going to talk about the pro bowl later on, but a scale of one to 10, how optimistic are you that the Titans can beat the 49ers? Um, Jackie Holbert says, if they hold onto the football, I'm going to say eight. So that's, that's what it comes down to, right? Can they keep from turning the ball over? The turnovers are what kills them. 13 turnovers. We all know the number 13 turnovers in their last four games. They're one and three. In those games, and yes, I did see the uh, the Vols beat Arizona tonight, Kyle Williams. That was a tough, uh, a well played game by the University of Tennessee. I don't know that it's unfortunate that it's happening. Uh, the, the radio show we'll talk about it. We're probably not going to talk about it tomorrow because it's going to be all Thursday night football. But still, big win for UT tonight. Uh, big man Y on YouTube says NTLG on YouTube also says a six. So the turnovers is what matters, and it's not just the turnovers; it's the opponent. Now, I think that they can play a game without turnovers. I, they, they're they capable of that, even if it comes against the Stinky Jags, right? They can find a way to maintain, to keep the level, and play clean football. But are they going to be able to score with San Francisco, who has the best rushing attack in football? Well, not statistically the best rushing attack in football, but they are among the best. They are seventh best as far as uh, rushing is concerned. In the NFL this season, they're averaging just over 126 yards per game at this point. Now, Tennessee is giving up just north a little over 86 yards per game. Like, they're playing really, really high-level run defense. And so I think it's strength on strength. And I wrote about that. Uh, maybe uh, you've seen my article already at a-to-zsports.com. Wrote about the idea. I have talked to Jeff Simmons and Kevin Byard and Rashawn Evans yesterday. We, obviously, Mike Vrabel yesterday in a post in a press conference before practice And I wrote about the idea of strength on strength. That's going to be the game tomorrow. Titans run defense versus Niners rushing offense. But they're the best red zone offense in football. Titans really good in the red zone on defense. But the red zone offense for the Titans, they've struggled without Derek, right? And without Julio and without AJ. There's a great many reasons why the Titans' red zone offense has struggled. And a lot of times they're not able to get in the red zone because they've been turning over the football. But I would say I'm. I would say I'm a four on a scale of one to 10, that the Titans are going to beat the 49ers. I would tell you that I'm probably a four at this point. I would say all logic would end. And you guys know, I hate score predictions, so I'm not going to do score predictions. And this is as close to a game pick as you're going to get from me. But I think that, I think that there's a lot of talent on both sides of the football for San Francisco. I think that, the situation uh, for the Titans is tough. I think that it's great that they're getting AJ Brown and Julio Jones, and they've beaten worse odds before, right? Mike Vrabel is uh, Mike Vrabel is somebody who has done a lot of great work to win when they absolutely should not win games. But I, you know, I'm just kind of optimistic right now, or uh, not optimistic, realistic about what the Titans are right now. And until I see their offense until I see their offense really kick it into gear, man, I I don't know that they can keep up. Now, watch them come out and look just like last year's Titans offense, 30 points per game, and they're high-flying. A lot of deep passes through the air, Uh, play-action passes all over the place. They'll have a big run game. Watch. They'll they'll blow out the 49ers tomorrow. This is why I don't do game picks. But I just think that there's a lot of reasons why the 49ers are a bad matchup. I think that the Titans are still... Always capable. Anytime they play one of these games, they should be considered a threat. But, you know, if I'm just being realistic about it right now, I think it's it's a lot for them to overcome. Um, San Fran is average at best, dude. Who they got? Kittle? No, they've got Debo Samuel. They've got Brandon Ayuk. Jimmy G's playing good football right now. The defense is nasty. Nick Bosa, uh, Fred Warner. Like, there's so many great players. They're super physical on both sides of the football And I love the way that the 49ers play. I love their run scheme. I love the fact that they don't rely on the quarterback to do too much because Jaime says sack Jimmy G a few times, but they like don't drop. Jimmy G doesn't pass a ton. Like Jimmy G is not not a a high-volume passer. If he has under 25 attempts, they probably won the game. Um, Debo is average Says big man. Why? Well, that just means you're not watching the 49ers like that. That would indicate, uh, that would indicate that you haven't watched the 49ers all year long. And so I can't trust your analysis If your analysis is Debo is average. Debo Samuel is the first wide receiver in NFL history to have seven rushing touchdowns. He's got 12 total touchdowns on the year since, uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to miss his third straight game. That that's their starting running back. And he's missed three of their last five. He'll miss the game tomorrow night as well. Debo Samuel has been a part-time player as running back, and he's got seven rushing touchdowns. They're getting him the ball all over the place. If you think that Debo Samuel is average, then you're not paying attention to football. You're not watching. Um, And so I can't trust you in that regard, big man. But I uh, I appreciate your input. Either way, just, uh, you know, it doesn't mean anything if you're calling – if you're calling Debo Samuel average, like Debo Samuel is a game changer. Any offense would be lucky to have a weapon like that. Um, and I talked to Kevin Byard about that yesterday. There's a lot of different. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that he can attack you, and that they'll put him in a position to get the ball. MB says, "Buck, don't QBs have to do something to receive a nickname, i.e., Jimmy G?" Well, uh, Garoppolo has a nickname because he's super good looking, um, and you know he's been to a Super Bowl, so good for Jimmy. And he is the quarterback who Bill Belichick almost replaced Tom Brady with. So he's good enough, right? Like, I think all of those are good resume boosters for him having a nickname. And also Jimmy G sounds cool. Um, So, you know, he gets a nickname. I don't make the rules on this. I hate to say this, but I might start the 49ers defense tomorrow in fantasy playoffs. Listen, I I mean, with the rate that the Titans offense is turning over the football, you might be in good shape on that uh buck you suck says Saren. is it saran or sarin forgive me if i'm mispronouncing your name he says uh buck you suck he says fake fan trash well one i mean that's on you because if you don't know that i'm not a fan by now, then I don't know what program that you've been watching for the last three years, but I'm a reporter. Like I do honest analysis and I'm here to give you my most honest analysis. And if you disagree with that, that's all well and good. But to call me a fan, I mean, that wouldn't, that would involve me being a fan in the first place. I'm a fan of football. I love my job. I'm a fan of my job, I'm a big fan of being able to cover the NFL, but I'm not a Titans fan. Um, Now, like what I say all the time, Sarah, and maybe you're new to the show. Like we get new people all the time, which is great. Love that. But um, you know, I go through. The, I would be lying to you if it said it didn't benefit me for the Titans to make a deep postseason run. Obviously, I cover the Titans. I do the primetime show. I do the six one five sessions podcast. I do the Greg Cosell podcast. I do a radio show here locally for 104.5 the Zone. If the Titans win, that means my season lasts longer. It means you guys are more interested in football, and my numbers are better. So I would be lying to you if I if you know, the idea of the Titans making the playoffs, I couldn't hear the money falling into my bank account because that would be a lie. But other than that, you know, I'm just there to cover the games. And my honest analysis is that there's a lot of reasons why the Titans shouldn't win this game. But under Mike Vrabel, we've seen them win games that they shouldn't all the time. And we've seen them have terrible losses all the time. So there's a lot of different ways that you can break that down. Um, But no, Sarah, not fake fan, not trash, just a uh, realist, and if you want to have your head up your ass, then that's entirely on you. I uh, do not wish uh, – I wish you all the best in the world. Godspeed. Enjoy the game. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, he, he's a Hoosier fan. He doesn't enjoy winning. Yeah, ah, Indiana won tonight. Indiana beat uh, mighty northern Kentucky tonight. So don't tell me that I don't enjoy winning. They're 10-2 and two on the season, and they've beaten nobody. Absolutely nobody, TK. Uh, Brian Malone says, "Was there an install episode today? Yeah, uh, you're gonna hear uh, the the Greg Cosell the install podcast is out now. We did we broke down a lot, a lot of 49ers, um, a lot of 49ers Titans. Obviously, you uh you can go through, um, you can go through and listen to the whole episode. I know uh, they put the whole episode on the Zone's YouTube page as well, the video, uh, the video edition. But if you don't watch the video on YouTube, you can get the podcast." We never make them longer than 30 minutes, and it's great football X's and O's conversation. You'll learn everything that you need to about why the Titans aren't moving the ball. Well, they are moving the ball offensively, but why they're not scoring, why the 49ers are so dangerous, what kind of scheme, and how many different positions that uh that they like to put Debo Samuel in and George Kittle, all all, all kinds of good stuff on the uh on the install podcast that comes out every Wednesday, wherever it is. That you get your podcast. Uh, Jay says Buck's credibility speaks much louder than some of the biased Titans fans who are high on hopium here. Well, I mean, I, you know, but uh, like uh, you know, I the only, the only credibility I have comes from the fact that they let me cover games, so and they let me go to practice, which they probably shouldn't, uh, but they've been letting me do it since I was like 23 years old at this point. Now they can't get rid of me, you're stuck with me at this point. Um, but let's talk about Pro Bowl snubs because we'll have I'll have three hours on the radio show tomorrow to break down the game. You guys are uh, you guys are more than welcome to get into it at great length. Although I am going to answer this question really quick because I just saw it pop up. Did you guys steal Greg Cosell from PK and the Boys? Not trying to pick. I actually want to know. I used to listen to him with those guys, and I haven't heard from him on there in a while. So you know, uh, it's none of my business why Greg doesn't do the uh, why Greg doesn't do the Outkick Three Hundred and Sixty show anymore. But, you know, Greg came to Greg came to my boss at the zone and wanted to do this podcast and wanted to do the podcast with me. So I'm incredibly grateful that Greg offered me that opportunity. And I actually met Greg in person for the first time. How we came to have a relationship um, is because I went out to dinner with uh, with Paul and with Chad and with Hutton and Greg at the Combine in 2019. And we did a primetime show from the Combine with Greg so I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know the details of, of why he doesn't do the outkick show anymore. All I know is that he came to my bosses at the zone. He said he wanted to do the podcast with me and I'm super grateful for it because you want to talk about credibility. I mean, nothing lends more credibility to my stupid, uh, than my, than my stupidity, uh, to my stupidity than getting to do a weekly, uh, than getting to work with Greg Cosell every week. It's uh huge. So, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to ask them, Ryan, I, I don't know the details there. And, you know, I don't poke and prod with with Paul and them Paul's the only one who I really see on a regular basis anyway so you know that's that whatever happened there uh, i I don't know and I don't I don't really dig a whole lot because I'm not trying to not trying to cause problems I'm just trying to do good content and that's worked out really nicely for me. <laughs> uh let's move on and let's talk about Pro Bowl snubs because the pro Bowl teams came out today and only one Titan made the list. That is an atrocity because there's a lot of good Titans players that should have been uh, Pro Bowl players. And there were some good players who made the Pro Bowl ahead of some of the Titans who I think should have been, you know, 1,000% locks, but we'll talk about it. And I want to ask you this question on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Which Titans player was the biggest Pro Bowl snub? Let me know on Facebook. On YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together. Which Titans player was the biggest Pro Bowl snub? Give me your answer, and we'll get into it. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, give me the biggest snub. And if you want to give NFL snubs, there were plenty of uh, guys who were snubbed in the NFL on the whole. Um, but I think that the biggest snubs, a lot of the biggest snubs, came from the Titans. So which Titans player was the biggest Pro Bowl snub to you? We'll talk about it in just a second, right after I give you uh, some great knowledge about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. The Gary Ashton tailgate. It will be live and in person at Nissan Stadium. So we hope that you guys will come check it out. I'll be there. Luke Worsham will be doing his pregame show from the Ashton tailgate. It's right in front of the South End Zone. You'll see the Gary Ashton trailer with Gary's uh, face on it. Uh, The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage is the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. Get your dream address without the stress with the best in the business at garyashton.com. So only one Titan made the Pro Bowl when the official announcement was made. Tonight, now there were seven players who were named alternates. I'll give you the list. Kevin Byard made the Pro Bowl. He's the only one to get voted in outright. Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, long snapper Morgan Cox, Taylor Lewan, Roger Sappho, Danico Autry, and Ola Adaini are Pro Bowl alternates. But Kevin Byard is the only one to be elected into the Pro Bowl straight up. So who was the biggest snub as far as your opinion? Um, let's see. Simmons and Landry, C-Dub says, going for a combined one-two. You know, honestly, I think that you could you could have still voted Derrick Henry a Pro Bowl. He's still fifth uh, in the league right now as far as rushing yards is concerned and rushing touchdowns are concerned. And he hasn't played since October. I think that that's a great... But, you know, obviously Derek hasn't played in six, going on seven weeks right now. So, you know, you understand why he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, for sure, says Iroh. Forgive me, I'm going to mispronounce your uh, first name there, boss. But you know who you are. Holy shit, says uh, Joey Phillips. This is the first time I've seen Buck. Nothing like what I imagined he would look like. Well, what did you want me to look like, Joey? uh, There's... uh, I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to look like, but this is what I look like. So surprise. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how this is the first time that you've seen what I look like. Well, you know, we get new people all the time. So I appreciate you stopping by, Joey. Whether you're a radio show listener who's checking out the primetime show, or whether you just liked A to Z, and you should all like A to Z so you could get our live stream content. Seven seven days a week. But yeah, that's what I look like. Deal with it. Um, Kern. Should have made it, says Eugene. Uh, you know, Brett's Brett's had an Brett hadn't had a bad season. Um, there's not a reason that he shouldn't have been in the Pro Bowl. Actually, I haven't talked to Brett in a while, um, and I think that uh, I think that Brett could always be voted in as a Pro Bowler. He's above average at what he does. But you know, I think the biggest ones that are come going to come up about this are Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry. Now, I think. You know, honestly, when I when I picked my when I picked my alternate or when I picked my snub, I thought Jeff Simmons was going to make it. I thought Jeff Simmons was going to make it for sure. I'm shocked that Jeffrey Simmons didn't make the Pro Bowl. I would say that he is probably my biggest snub, but also I think that it is equally egregious that Harold Landry didn't make the Pro Bowl either. Harold, I think that- that uh that you're only one of three guys in the nfl with uh with at least 60 tackles and 10 sacks Uh, just your your thoughts on those numbers and does it kind of show that that you're you know you're obviously not just strictly a a pass rush kind of guy but an all round contributor yeah no i mean i feel like i said before you know i pride myself on being versatile um being able to move me around and do different things and you know i just feel like you know those numbers speak towards that So that's Harold Landry playing high level football and both him and Jeb I mean 1A and 1 uh both him and Jeff not Jeb 1A and 1B they are both equally uh the biggest snubs. There's so much about Harold Landry's game and Jeffrey Simmons' game that is pro bowl worthy. Now, you know, I'll look at the guys uh at the guys I don't have a list of dudes in front of me. Well actually I do have the pro bowl roster and i'll pull that up on nfl.com apologies if you hear like highlights in the background nfl.com is yeah. littered with yeah. pop-ups that drive me insane so the uh rosters on offense now i don't i mean lawan would be the only one that you would make the case for Rashawn slater orlando brown and deon dawkins of the chargers chiefs and bills all made the pro bowl over taylor i don't think orlando brown's been that good but you know i i haven't watched every snap so let me not Speak from from ignorance. I think Rashawn Slater should be Rookie of the Year over Mac Jones over you know any of these rookies. Rashawn Slater's been a stud. Um, defensively, as far as pass rushers are concerned, T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Matt Judon. I it's tough right in the AFC to give Harold the nod over those three dudes. T.J. Watt, uh, you just saw if you watched the Steelers game. Just set a single-season franchise record for Pittsburgh, 17 sacks in a single season. It's a franchise record, and Pittsburgh has a long, proud tradition of great defensive football players. Joey Bosa's obviously a stud, and Matt Judon has been a difference maker for that New England defense. Um, Interior defensive lineman, DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones, and Cam Hayward. You know, Buckner, I don't know that he's been individually better than Jeff. I know he's on a better football team. I know that Jeff has been more disruptive throughout the course of the season. There's only one interior defensive lineman that has more pressures than Jeff Simmons, and that's Aaron Donald. So, you know, the case is easier to make for Jeff over DeForest Buckner of the Colts than it is for Harold over uh, over TJ Watt and Matt Judon. And who was the third player that I said at the edge rusher position over Joey Bosa. So, I mean, you get why you get why Harold didn't make it over those three guys, but I think Jeff is the biggest. And honestly, Danico Autry has been incredible, but Danico Autry's not a famous football player. So at this point, you know, you understand that the pro bowl is popular contest. Uh, Cam Hayward, dude, the the F is I mean, Cam Hayward's a monster. What do you? Did you not watch the last game? Cam, Cam Hayward's been, <laughs> Cam Hayward's a badass. What do you mean? Uh, that that you cannot. I will not have any Cam Hayward disrespect in the chat tonight. That dude has been a certified badass for a decade, and he's still playing high level football. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but he was really really disruptive against the Titans, and he's been like that all year long. They have the best defense in football when they're healthy at this point. So I'll say I'll say to you that uh Judon Watt, Bosa, big names. So of course is Dirk of time, but not just big names. Like those are also super productive players. So I, I don't think that you can make the argument for Harold over any of those three dudes, right? And he, and Harold's been great, but they only they only take three for each conference. He's an alternate. Harold and Jeff are both alternates, but you can make the case for Jeffrey over uh, over DeForest Buckner for the Indianapolis Colts. I do not think that you can make the case for um, Harold over those three players at this point. I think that's totally reasonable. I think that's totally realistic about the Titans and who should have made the Pro Bowl, who didn't make the Pro Bowl. Chris Jones was trash for like five games. I don't know that he was trash, but I know that he's playing a hell of a lot better football. And also he plays for the Chiefs. So like, you know, you're... You're playing some of the popularity contests. But Chris Jones at his peak is not uh, – Chris Jones is better than Jeff Simmons right now when he's when he's playing at his peak. And that's just – that's time spent. That's knowledge of hand fighting in football. That's institutional knowledge. Chris Jones is a hugely talented player. Jeff is going to be a monster for a decade in the league, a decade plus. But Chris Jones at his peak is better than Jeffrey Simmons. And, you know, I don't think there's anybody who could ar- – the the Chiefs are the Chiefs have won I think seven straight and it's mostly because of their defense right now and Chris Jones has been a big part of that that is undeniable. Uh, Buck's been drinking what Papa ursay has been drinking says Ryan Vick. No, I don't think uh, I don't think that there's any conversation. Uh, I don't think that I've said anything super controversial at this point. And you know Simmons could end up be, Simmons and Landry could end up being all pros. Simmons and Landry could end up being all pros and not pro bowlers, right? Pro bowlers, uh, con, uh, popularity contest more than anything, but yeah, AJ, uh, no, not AJ, Harold and Jeffrey are the two biggest nubs for the Titans right now. What do you know about the committee that picks the pro bowlers? Well, what do you mean? It's not a committee. It's you, you, you vote on the pro bowl. Um, fan voting is fan voting is the biggest part of the pro bowl. There is a, there's a player's vote and there's a, there's a portion of it that's Coaches as well, but like the fan vote counts as um, the fan vote counts as a substantially be- a bigger portion of the Pro Bowl voting. Like you decide who goes to the Pro Bowl. There's not a committee that decides the Pro Bowl. That's why the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. I Thought it was all equal. thirds. says Mike. No, it's not equal. They they weigh the uh, to keep fans engaged. They they weight the fan voting more than more than the other two right now, which is stupid. But um, you know, such is life. Uh, let's see. Ryan says, you said the Buckner was on a better football team. Oh, well, I didn't mean to say, well, actually, you know, I mean, I do listen. I think the Colts are a better football team right now. What's, what's controversial about that? That as we sit here on December the 22nd, make, make the argument to me that the Colts aren't a better football team than the Titans, more explosive plays, better scoring. Uh, they're, they're the third highest scoring Offense in football right now. They've got a quarterback who doesn't have to play very well for them to be able to win football games. They've got an exceptional running back. They've got an otherworldly defense. Uh, the Titans are statistically better. They're win loss better. They're better in the division right now. And they swept the Colts. But they swept the Colts at a time when the Titans were better than the Colts. And I don't think that the Titans are better than the Colts right now. If they get healthy and if AJ and Julio look great and if they figure out the pass protection, sure. But Colts are, I mean, that's is that is that a controversial statement like the Colts are a better football team at this point no of course not I don't think so um I don't think so at all I think that I think that anybody that would not acknowledge that fact is uh you know I don't think you've been necessarily watching the Colts that closely and that's fine you haven't seen them since October so it's they're both very different teams um oh and now I'm getting accused of being a Being a Colts fan, no, I wasn't a Colts fan when I lived in Indiana. I wasn't a Colts fan when I went to Indiana. Like I said, I care about one team in my life, and it's uh, I care about one team as a fan in my life, and it's the uh, it's the Indiana Hoosiers. Even though I look like Andrew Luck, maybe I'm a sleeper cell. Maybe I'm just here after Luck after Luck retired with an eleven and zero record against your franchise. Maybe I'm just here to look like Luck and torment you because I've told you that the Titans are not as good a football team as the Colts right now. Hot take. It's not, it's just, listen, injuries have, injuries have screwed the Titans. They are super, super unlucky at this point. They are top to bottom. I think it's pretty close. Like if you keep all of these, uh, all of these football teams healthy, I think that you look at the Titans and the Colts and say, yeah, Titans top end talent better when both teams are healthy, better quarterback, better running back. Um, when Derek's out there, then uh, and when Ryan Tana, better wide receivers at this point, but they're not healthy. Like it's just, I mean, it's dumb to have a conversation about you know the two teams that started the season in August and the two teams that are now playing in December. It's not the same. Now if now if Derek comes back, game changes, right? Totally different world. If Derek comes d- comes back and he's super and he's super effective, and you know there's no like no. Downtime around his surgery, yeah, he's going to come out and he's going to be a monster. Uh, so you know, it's, if you if you want to be bothered by the opinion that the Titans are uh, that the Titans aren't as good as the Colts right now because they're not as healthy as the Colts right now, then you know, I mean, you can throw a hissy if you want to in the comment section. It's not going to bother me. All right, Brian Mac, bounce back. Let's wrap things up. Who needs to bounce back? In football this weekend or in sports this weekend, NBA, uh, college basketball, NFL, uh, bowl game wise, who needs to bounce back this weekend? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, who needs to bounce back in sports the most this Christmas weekend. Give me your answer. And while you do that, I'll tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical who present the bounce back each and every week. Brimac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical. They are the best in the business and they will get you satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brimac has you covered with commercial, with residential HVAC service, with duct work. If you need improved air quality, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical, three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky at Brimac.com. So, who needs to bounce back this weekend, uh, big man? Y says Cards bouncing back against the Colts? Yeah, listen, I uh, I think that there is uh, I think that there's a great that's going to be a great game this weekend, and we ended up talking about uh, we ended up talking about the Colts and the Cardinals game a lot on the install today. Greg broke that down in great detail and and how how it is that the the Lions went about beating. Them. I mean, just smacking they smacked the Cardinals on Sunday. So Greg kind of broke that down and how that's kind of been uncommon for teams to attack the Cardinals the way that the Lions did. Cards with a big bounce back this weekend would benefit the Titans, right? If you can send the if you if you can send the Colts to uh if you can have the Cardinals send the Colts down to 8 and 7 as opposed to 8 uh 9 and 6 where they are right now and if the Titans can avoid losing to the 49ers and get to 10 and 5, that would be huge as you try to keep your lead in the division. Um, there's a lot of great, a lot of great games this weekend, a couple of good games on Christmas and that's the Christmas day marquee matchup. That's the Saturday night matchup Colts and cards. So yeah, cards, if they bounce back in a big way, that would be hugely beneficial to the Titans. Now, of course the Titans need to bounce back as well, right? Mark Jones says the Titans, uh, shit says Daniel. If we got AJ and Julio on the field with Cunningham and Bud Dupree, this should be a good one. Listen, I think that I think that this is the best the best version of the Titans offense that we're going to see for quite some time even without the offensive linemen because of course they're going to be without their starting left guard and left tackle. And the protection's not been good for Tannehill, so he's got to have somebody to protect him if he's going to get the ball to the wide receivers, but ultimately I think it comes down to can they just do something with the ball in their hands? Can he get it out quickly? Can he get it to AJ? Can AJ take it on a uh, on a crossing route, on a slant for 30, 40 yards. Can he make plays down the field? Can they get some kind of explosiveness? Titans need to bounce back in a big way, and they're going to have the opportunity to do that. That's my bounce back candidate, if you didn't know. On Thursday Night Football, under the big lights. This week, Thursday Night Football is only on NFL Network. Sounds like football, baby. Niners. He can do it all. Titans. Touchdown. The playoff chase is on, and we're here for it. Thursday at 8, only on NFL Network. 7.20 7.20 is the kickoff, and you can hear me on Titans Radio. I'll be in the booth with Coach Dave McGinnis and Mike Keith and Brett Bryan and Amy Wells. Jim Wyatt and I will do our pregame hit from the stadium. I'm going to be in the house. I hope to see as many of you as humanly possible. It's going to be a really, really cool game. Prime time. Uh, a lot of people have flown in from uh, national news outlets to cover this game. I was talking to my buddy Cam Wolf from the NFL Network. He's going to be there covering it. For the network. And of course, it'll be on NFL Network tomorrow. Um, who starts for LeWan and Saffold, says Joe Michael Swing on Facebook Live. Well, that's going to be Kendall Lamb at left tackle and Aaron Brewer again at left guard. Um, and remember, Saffold probably would have played this week, but he was placed on the COVID-19 list today. Now, Lamb is not great, but Questenberry hasn't been very good either. And this 49ers pass rush is solid. The ball is gonna to have to come out. Quickly, like Ben Roethlisberger, quick like two point one seconds. Quick, Tannehill's getting it, getting the ball out pretty quickly right now. He's averaging about two point six five seconds average time to throw. So he understands that his protection's not there, and he's trying to be as efficient as humanly possible. But those extra fractions of a second, I mean, it can be all the difference in the world. As you saw on the first offensive play for the Titans against the Steelers, when you had a wide open touchdown to Julio Jones, and then. Uh, Brewer and Hilliard gave up a sack together that caused a 70-yard touchdown play to turn into an eight-yard loss and a sack on Ryan Tannehill. First play of the Titans' offensive series against the Steelers. Not great. Um, So the Titans need to bounce back. That's my Brymack bounce-back candidate of the week, and that's going to do it for us on this primetime week. No primetime show tomorrow night, obviously Thursday night football. Um, I'm going to do three hours of pregame radio tomorrow. We're going to have Shiel Capadia of the Athletic. You're going to hear from a bunch of the players. We're going to have Coach Mack. I'm working on Christmas Eve. I'm going to do the radio show on Christmas Eve, and I'm taking Monday off to have a long weekend myself. But full three-hour breakdown leading up to kickoff. I'm going to be at Nissan Stadium. I hope to see you guys there as well. Have a great holiday weekend. If I don't, you know, if you don't tune into the radio show tomorrow, if you don't tune in on Christmas Day, or if I don't see it at the game, all good. I hope you guys have a spectacular holiday weekend. Whatever it is that you're celebrating, I hope that you enjoy the football, and I hope to see you back tomorrow night. I'm probably I'm doing primetime Sunday night. Um, I'm just not doing radio on Monday. So I'll be back on primetime Sunday night, and we'll talk about where things kind of shook out in the AFC for the Titans to make a push, and we'll kind of reevaluate where their playoff position is. And if they lost to the Forty ers when next we speak, we'll talk about that as well. We're going to do a six-one. Here's what I'll say: install podcast, check it out. Great breakdown before the game is played tomorrow. Greg Cosell was fantastic. You can hear a lot of that, or you can hear all of it um, when we put out that podcast every Wednesday. And we'll do a six-one-five sessions podcast reacting to the game. I'm going to do a pot. I'm going to do the radio show on Christmas Eve, um, and I'm going to do the podcast on Christmas Eve as well, so that. You know, my, my girlfriend's in Florida with her family for the weekend. I'm here working like I am every Christmas. So I'm going to make sure you guys have plenty of content um, to enjoy. And if you want to send me mailbag questions for the podcast after the game, you can do that. You can slide in my DMs on Instagram and we'll answer your questions after the Titans and the 49ers play on Friday's 615 Sessions podcast. So like I said, have a great weekend. Have a great holiday. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you on Sunday night on April.